You're listening to Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. I'm Celeste A. Frazier, your host. Today, my topic is My Country, Tis of Thee. Stay tuned. It'll be a deep conversation. This is Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. Hey, hey, Mystic Magic Podcasters. Today, my topic is My Country, Tis of Thee. My country is the United States of America. And I say that because this is the place where I was born. And this is the country where I have spent most of my life. I have been to a few other countries in Europe and in the Caribbean. And I know that because my family is here, this is my chosen place to live. Not that there aren't other fine countries to live in, but I chose this country to stay in to be near those who I love. My country is an interesting coupling of words to begin with. How is it my country? It's not my country merely because I was born here. And there are great numbers of people who want to deny this being my country. Not just me as an individual, but me as a Black person. And ever since I was a young child, I've always been curious about the dance between equality and freedom. Because we propagate freedom to the world. We propagate equality to the world. We propagate justice to the world. But what I came to know is it's really only afforded to certain peoples. Mine was not among them. So beyond the surface level of what freedom means and race in terms of the external, I was really exploring, even as a child, what does freedom really mean? For me, I think what freedom means is something that the divine gives us so that we may totally know ourselves, understand ourselves as spiritual beings. But how I have often interpreted it from my ego's point of view has been, I'm free to do whatever I want. I'm free to say whatever I want. And if we are not a person of color, we may also think, I'm free to live wherever I want to live. And I'm free to go wherever I want to go. And physically, it's possible because I'm not disabled in any way. So for me to be free to go somewhere is true in that sense. But am I free to go somewhere safely? There was a 14-year-old young man in New York who was accosted, physically accosted, by a white woman who accused him of stealing her cell phone. She even jumped on him and took his cell phone. Now, mind you, she had left her cell phone in a taxi cab that was later recovered by her. But somehow, she thought it was appropriate to jump on a young child and accuse him. She keeps denying that race has anything to do with it. But I imagine there could have been white young men around that age, somewhere in the vicinity of this 14-year-old Black young man. But she chose him. So... Was he free to be in that location at that time? Physically, yes. Emotionally, maybe not. And how we know this is that we can see that there is a lot of expression of hatred and even physical attacks on Black people. What happened in our nation's capital this week was sad. It was really devastating to many of us. Not that we were surprised by it, because we have been warned of it happening by the person who is currently living in the White House. But to see the windows of the Capitol busted in indicates that these people thought that they were free to act that way. 
And what gave them their so-called freedom? It wasn't love. It wasn't God. It was fear. Fear told them that they could bust into the Capitol. Fear told them that they could sit in the seat of the vice president of the United States in a most sacred building where what happens to our lives here in America is determined, legally at least. And what does freedom really mean? I think that God is really gracious to give us freedom as a divine quality. It's free to create anything and everything, and it does, and it has, and it will. And we have the same creativity as well. What we are free to do is to express so we can expand and expand spiritually. When we took on these bodies, these vessels, this clothing, this wardrobe of a body, we took on this body so that we may up-level our understanding of ourselves as spirit. But what happens is we often get distracted because of our fears. And rather than go immediately to forgiveness, my experience is that I felt danger. I felt attack. I felt like I needed to do something to defend or retaliate or react rather than take it into prayer and take it into meditation and say, wow, that's interesting that you have this fear and you think it's going to be played out in such a way that you're being active and stopping something from happening that is perhaps only happening in your mind. It's really interesting how A Course in Miracles, for example, asks us to forgive. And by the time we get around to forgiveness, a whole lot of other stuff has gone down. We may have started off being aware of the presence of God and know that we're here to learn lessons for our soul. God doesn't have to learn anything. It's us that have to do that because we are here for this journey. That's why we came here to earth. But we can take the microaggression or the aggression or the attack or the insult or the injury and create a story around it. Now, if there was someone else involved in that encounter, We make up a story about what their intentions were, and then we create a case. Then we have to defend that case, and then someone has to win and somebody has to lose. So all the while, this is creating separation when freedom itself came from oneness, and forgiveness wasn't a consideration anywhere in the process enough to make a different choice and to stop this train of thought, because of course in Miracle says, All things are lessons God would have me learn. We have so many opportunities to learn. And I hope that I can learn how to step out of my fear so that I do not create more drama. Because it's interesting what our imagination can do when we go into paranoia and defense. Because where is attack happening? Yes, it's happening in our minds. And yes, we can be shot. We can be killed physically. And all that physically is, is an attack. But how am I receiving it? How am I being with it? Right now, I don't know what it's like to physically die on a conscious level. I imagine that I've been here before and I've had that experience. But it's curious to me what I would want to resolve in those last moments of my life. What would I want to reconcile if I were in some way in danger of physical death? And what are we free to do still at that moment and beyond? I believe we can choose how we are receiving this information, how we are receiving these activities that occur. I've certainly been traumatized most of 2020, in particular a good 11 months out of 2020 where it was 
COVID or stuff related to my work or stuff related to race or stuff related to my living situation or stuff related to my personal safety. For example, when Breonna Taylor was sleeping in her bed, she was killed. When I was sleeping in a bed in a white neighborhood in a house by myself, I didn't know if I was subject to that. So I didn't feel free to jog around the neighborhood because I couldn't think of anything but Ahmaud Arbery because of what happened to him. And because those things happened, I thought it was possible to happen to me. So do I then really have liberty? Do I really then have freedom? No, because now I have been imprisoned in my mind. And I think about Nelson Mandela and I think about how he was able to achieve freedom even within a prison cell. I think about many people who have been isolated or exiled, like the Dalai Lama. Okay, you are not where you want to be, but you are still free in your mind to go wherever you want to go. So when I think about the basic tenets of this country and what America, the United States of America particularly, because there are different aspects of the Americas, North America, South America, Central America, But when I think about the United States of America, that united is particularly pounding in my head right now. When I think about that, I wonder if I can truly be able to see this country united in my lifetime. Energetically, we have at least what appears to be a clear delineation of who is on which side. But even that is shifting. And I'd like to think that it is shifting toward the direction of United. I thought this before, though. When President Barack Obama was elected, ah, it felt so wonderful. But that event created a rise in the divide. It became more apparent. It might have been concealed, but still exercised through systemic racism. It wasn't as blatant as it had been predominantly in the South, but we didn't see lynchings. And then all of a sudden, there was a rise in lynchings and a rise in killing groups of Black people, even in churches. And so in this last 63 years that I've been living, I haven't seen much forward movement. I mean, I'm grateful that we have a lot of elected officials at the federal level, as well as at the state and local levels. And still, I know that they, too, are faced with many kinds of racist experiences and discriminations and all kinds of insults usually because of the color of their skin, not because of the content of their character, as Dr. King wanted us to focus on when interacting with each other. So when I think about this country and the name of it, I'm also thinking about the state's word, because it brings me to think about the states of minds of the people of these United States. If we truly have one thing in common, If that truly is liberty and justice for all, then we are just about to get started in embodying the values that were established in our preliminary documents establishing this country. What we have been announcing to the world and what we have been admonishing others to do. So here we are in this very global world, exposing our deficiencies to everyone, everyone who saw us as a measure. Everyone who saw us as a model of democracy, where we have dishonored democracy in physical ways. And those of us who want democracy restored will make sure that it is. And I'm grateful that we have a new day. 
that some of the mindset of division is being contained as much as possible that we are aware of. And so as we move forward, I still have a feeling that we are getting closer to what the Constitution wants us to know. And I'm grateful about the many loopholes that have been found and all of the illegal activities that have occurred in the last four and a half years. And I'm grateful to know that now that we know where those loopholes are, because those with non-beneficial intentions have found them and highlighted them for us, that this next administration will go about closing those gaps with less opportunities for people to be free to use it to manipulate and do illegal acts. So what I know is there are many lessons that we have been learning, but the most important lesson is the journey of my soul. It's important for me to be in touch with how I am feeling psychologically and emotionally because it does affect every aspect of my life. If I'm not feeling trusted or if I'm not feeling as though I can trust, that's the real conversation. Am I able to trust anyone at this point? We simply cannot base our perceptions of people on their behavior because we are all more than our behavior. We are all prone to doing something unkind. And so for us to be able to base our perceptions of a moment of someone being beside themselves, so to speak, unkind, harmful, then we're not looking for God. And we have to keep looking for God and asking, where is the presence of God in this person? I must find it. I must see it. I must accept it. Why? (laughs) Because I don't want the fear in my life. Because fear brings me to separation. Separation brings me to more fear and division and to harm, certainly emotional harm to myself. Even if it starts off with someone attacking me or attacking someone else, if I embody that and take it as a fear or potential harm, then I'm attacking myself. And I may be doubly attacked when I do that. So I am free to be free of fear. And that's an affirmation I invite you into. I am free to be free of fear because fear can be very destructive. And I know that the intention of this country was liberty and justice, even though they were slave owners and cruel in their behavior. So I'm going to keep going towards liberty, and I know that justice will follow. This is Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. My country, tis of thee. Sweet plan of liberty, of thee I sting. Land where my fathers died, land where my ancestors cried from every mountainside, let freedom ring. Let justice swell the breeze and replace memories of times gone by. Our fathers, God, to thee, Author of liberty, to thee we sing. Long may our fear be gone, so I'll not be upon at tomorrow's dawn for supremacy to ring. Freedom and justice bring, O God, we sing. Thank you for tuning in today. Be sure to check out our show notes for more information about today's episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and all of your favorite podcast venues. Be sure to tune in next week when my topic is The Dreamer Was Not a Dream. If this show has been a blessing to you, please feel free to support the show. This is Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. We'll be right back. 